morning. This is Sister Peter coming to you from the ILD, the Edwin and Elder Library. And today we're on page 94 of God's Marvelous Mercy, The Shocking Truth About the Mercy of God by Robert E. Hansen. God is good all the time. Here is the basis for worship. God is good all the time. All the time God is good. His truth never wavers. And then there is His mercy. His mercy is everlasting. Think about it. It is indeed marvelous mercy. Let's take a look at the everlasting quality of God's mercy. The Bible does not say that God's mercy is eternal. Eternal means having infinite duration, continued without intermission, perpetual. More specifically, it means without a beginning or an ending. God is eternal. He had no beginning and he has no ending. I know when I was growing up, I was like, I can I can kind of see, I can kind of understand that he has no ending, but no beginning? I just can't. I can't wrap my head around that. I cannot wrap my head around that. But his moral attributes never change, such as his love, his goodness, fairness, impartiality, etc. However, there are relational aspects of God that are not eternal. God is capable of entering new relationships with his creation as time goes along. With each new relationship, God acquires a new title. But this does not change his essence nor pluralize the one God. The declaration of Deuteronomy 6 and 4 will never be modified. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. However, God's mercy is not eternal. Nowhere in the Bible does it reference God's mercy as being eternal. Were it eternal, it would be automatic. If God's mercy were eternal, no one would ever have to repent and request mercy. The truth is that all mercy has a beginning. It must be requested. It is placed in operation when a person repents and asks God for forgiveness. So when you forget, when you um, when you repent and ask God to forgive you, His blood covers the multitude of sins. His love covers a multitude of sins. And forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Something that God gave me during my prayer time one time to show me that um, as my husband was nearing his death, I didn't know he was dying, but I know that he was really sick. And I, I kept saying, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Not my husband, not me, not... God because he joined us together and I, I remember I kept saying that and there were some things that had been going on um, just some just there was that little bit of tension you know that marriages get sometimes and some um, um, I think you know sometimes the enemy sometimes um, life circumstances and sometimes when people start getting sick or, or different things you know they pull away from you and in that time of pulling away from you, um, you know, the enemy puts things. You always think, oh, there's another woman or there's something else, you know, going on. And um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. It was just, you know, those kind of things. And I remember, I remember thinking about those kind of things um, that, and I, and I had to get released from that. And it's like, you know, love, my, his love for me and my love for him, those in itself. I had faults and failures. My husband had faults and failures, but love 
covers a multitude of sins. Jesus' blood covers a multitude of sins. And forgiveness. Say, what makes marriages work? Forgiveness. you got to forgive each other. You're going to do things. I know one time my husband said, there's just no pleasing you, is there, Lisa? Or I'm not, I'll never be good enough for you, will I, Lisa? Just things like that. Just moments. Um, just things that people, um, I mean, you know, things he say from time to time. I'm like, yes, honey, you're perfectly good for me. It's just like sometimes though, our expect, we set our expectations too high for one another. And life gets in the way. Circumstances help. You know, he wanted to do more than what he could. I remember when we went on our anniversary and stuff and him trying to lug our luggage around and he had bad knees and and it was so hard for him. He had difficult time, you know, he had one hand holding up his his pants because uh, he had a belt, he wore a belt, but he was, he had a big stomach and small hips and it was hard, you know. Plus, his heart. I tried to get him to wear suspenders, and he didn't want to. But anyway, he had that, that situation. You know, just different things. And I don't want to say too much because, I mean, I'm just making conversation. I'm just saying that things happen in life that you cannot control. And but in spite of all that stuff, in spite of our faults and our failures and our inadequacies and you know, it's easy for me to, to point out that thing about my husband having to hold up his pants with one hand and have his um, drink, because he always had a drink, um, iced tea. It actually is unsweet. He'd been drinking unsweet tea, um, or at least half, cut, you know, half and half or something. Um, he'd have that hanging from his mouth without a lid. He didn't like lids, so he'd be holding on with his mouth and had the cup in his hands and then trying to open the door, carry the luggage and stuff with his other hand. And my hands would be loaded down carrying stuff too as well. And I mean, we were, we were travel nerds. <laughs> we never got that luggage thing. That we never, we never did invest in good luggage and get those carts. And you know, there's so many things we could have done, but we didn't. We just threw things in a duffel bag and it was hanging out, cords, our phone charging cords and stuff all that stuff hanging out, just those kind of things, and then, um, but him wanting to please me, rented a Bentley, a Bentley, a $500 car for us on our trip, and then we're, (laughs) and then we're we're lugging all that luggage around, having a hard time, but he loved me, my husband was always going over and above trying to do things for me, love bucks, bringing me home, the Chester County Independent, and a, and a, white chocolate Reese cup candy bar or something just doing little sweet things all the times he was doing sweet things precious things because he loved me and I'd like to have good meals prepared and and um do things and try to he's always just trying to outdo each other I guess in love for one another and that those memories that I have about it, of him are so precious and I thank God for that God's mercy that in spite of the junk, in spite of the situations, in spite of health issues, in spite of death, because now he's gone, but still his love for me and my love for him, those things live on, and I found some uh, YouTube videos of him singing and doing things with the grandkids, and those are precious, I thank God for those, you know, not everybody has those things, notes of his sermons and just things like that, those things I, I hang on to, but hang on to with knowing 
that even those are temporal because you know this world is not our home we're heading to a better land we're going to a land far far beyond where time is eternal God God's presence will be forever in his presence so today claim that marvelous mercy thank God that his love covers multitude of sins that his precious blood just blots out our our transgressions and iniquities and that we can keep pointing others to the cross let them know that God's forgiveness forgiveness is a wonderful thing we gotta forgive ourselves we forgive others but we also gotta forgive ourselves because hey we all mess up we are all in need of a savior amen well god bless you y'all have a great day this is lisa peter your host of the ill the edwin elder library podcast bye-bye